What's up, boys and girls? Michael Chandler here. Uh, this is a little series we like to call Walk on Wisdom. Uh, as you guys know, my, I guess, brand, if you will, is walk on rooted in the walk on mentality. I was a walk on at the University of Missouri. Uh, our fitness app, Walk on Fitness at walkonfit.com is all based around the walk on mentality, the white belt mentality. No matter how much success that you gain, there is always something more to be learned. We know what it feels like to start at the bottom. As I said, I was a walk-on at the University of Missouri, the lowest guy on the totem pole. Um, everybody overlooked me. Coaches barely saw me, barely talked to me for the first year or so, um, and ended up, ended up working out. But I think I gleaned a lot of wisdom um, from being a walk-on and even as a world champion uh, mixed martial artist and ranked in the top ranks uh, in the UFC, I still keep that walk-on mentality. So I like to do a Q&A uh, with my fans. If you guys know me and follow me on this journey, I like to connect with y'all. I like to um, give you an insight into my mind, into what I'm thinking. I by no means have all the answers, um, but I do a pretty good job of making the best decision I, I, I can with the information that I have and the wisdom that I have accrued. So let's take some questions. Uh, and I'm just going to go in completely random order. So um, Brady Chincone 25, what is the ideal macros you need for a carnivore diet? How much fat should I, I be eating? Brady, great question. Uh, number one, disclaimer, I, am, I have no degrees in nutrition, diet, or even exercise science. All I have is um, 22 years of experience in weight cutting, dieting, um, training, obviously, since I was 14 years old. But I am not a registered dietitian. I am not a um, nutritionist. I am not a dietitian. Um, I'm just a guy who has been on diets, um, seen how certain diets worked, see how certain diets affect me and my body. And Brady, you got to remember, everybody's body is different. We're all made in the image of God, so we're all very similar, but every single one of our bodies has a different uh, genetic uh, genome, if you will. Um, so um, the ideal macros for a carnivore diet, all I can tell you is my experience. When I was on the carnivore diet, and I was on the carnivore diet for about two months straight following my not UFC 281, but UFC 274 after the Tony Ferguson fight, I can tell you this. I would I would wake up in the morning, I would throw a little bit of fats. Uh, first thing in my coffee, I do straight coconut oil. Um, and it is a solid that I scoop out, put in, and uh, obviously let it melt. And I do a non-dairy creamer, um, either oat milk or almond milk. I have been doing a little bit of research on oat milk and those kind of things right now. So I am taking a look at, at some of those things, but um, some kind of non-dairy creamer and coconut oil. So that's kind of the first calories that I ingest in the morning, but then I don't truly eat a meal until 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, somewhere in that window. And then my eating, I guess my eating window is between that one o'clock and eight o'clock. So it's about a six, seven, eight hour, you know, depending on the 12 to eight, one to nine, uh, one to two to seven, two to nine, whatever it is, about a six to nine hour uh, eating window. And when I was doing carnivore, I was doing basically just either ground beef or steak, um, whether it be ribeyes or whether it be filet, whether it be eye of round, whether it be tri-tip, whether it be um, whatever, whatever steak, whatever cut that you want, and then adding in a good amount of fats, making sure I was eating a, a full avocado. Um, there were some times where I was having avocado and a half, two avocados, depending on how much steak or ground beef uh, I had. And I did that for about two months straight. And I can tell you 
Um, people say a, they felt low energy. I didn't feel that I felt pretty good. Uh, B their system as in their bowels and stuff were a little bit different. I didn't feel that either. Um, and I guess the last thing would be, um, I did not get my blood work checked. So take that with a grain of salt, obviously. So I don't know what was going on internally. All I can tell you, I felt good. And I was the leanest that I ever have been between training camps without trying too hard. If I got some kind of sponsor thing or I got some kind of um, photo shoot or something coming up, of course, I'm going to be training hard and dieting hard to be able to obviously look camera ready. I had none of that for that, those two months. I just was living the carnivore life and training. So um, to answer your question, I can't give you macros because I'm by no means an expert, um, but definitely just try it if you want to. Just meat, avocados, um, and a uh, little bit of co uh, coconut oil in your coffee. Um, Eli Elias Jero 11. How many hours a day do you train on average champ? Great question. Um, I love the people who give me all this credit and say, man, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you train six, eight, 10 hours a day. Uh, truth be told, um, when I am in training camp, I might be two, doing two workouts a day, but each one of those is under two hours per training session. Uh, morning is maybe 10 to 1130, sometimes 10 to 12 at night usually five to six or six to seven, one hour, get in, get out. And sometimes it's 45 minutes. Sometimes it's warm up, go hard for 30 minutes, go hard for 45 minutes and then get out. You know, when you're doing a, cause my training camps are a long extended period of time. It's eight weeks straight. Um, so if I'm doing eight weeks straight, eight hours a day, there's only a matter of time before that body the rubber band, the metaphoric rubber band gets pulled, 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 and then snaps. So, um, making sure I don't overtrain, uh, making sure I supplement correctly, taking my vitamins, minerals, uh, my, um, micronutrients and recovery supplements as well. Um, but it's about two hours in the morning, one hour in the evening between training camps right now. I mean, I'm training one hour a day, maybe two, um, a little bit more, a little bit mobility stuff. Um, but hour or two a day. So you just never underestimate how much you can get done in a short window of, of time. Um, what's your morning routine? Adam underscore nay 33 asks, what's your morning routine? So my morning routine, um, I like to get up, uh, recently I've been trying to get up a little bit before my sons, um, a little bit before my wife, because you got to think about taking control of your day. Are you taking control of your day or is your day taking control of you? Are you waking up or is your day, the demands, the things that you have to do, are they waking you up? Um, getting up just even five minutes earlier than everybody else to be able to walk out, grab a cup of coffee, sit down, read my devotional, spend a few minutes before my son Hap comes down or my son Ace starts making noises and, uh, you know, making his, his funny baby noises in, in the morning on the, on the monitor that we can hear. Um, so my devotional, I did pull it up here because I wanted you guys to, uh, be able to look it up. It's called Jesus always. Um, it's by Sarah young. There was another one called Jesus. I think this is the second version. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I think the first version, cause I used to have that, or I still do have that as well is called Jesus calling. So it's a really cool brown leather uh, book. It's a devotional, 365 pages, 365 readings. Um, obviously, it's 
date reliant, you know, today's December, whatever, if it's December 10th, um, you can go to December 10th, see what God's, uh, speaking to you that day. And I do like, I do like this devotional because it is, I feel like most of the time it's written, not just in a matter of fact manner, but in a, um, I guess what, what Sarah Young, what, what her interpretation would be of how Jesus would be speaking to us. Um, so I really enjoy it. Um, so if I can get up five, 10 minutes before everybody else, drink my coffee, do my devotional, spend a little bit of time in visualization and prayer uh, and gratitude, uh, you know, I can guarantee in some of these questions, we're going to go back to gratitude. You know, you ask me a question, a lot of times my answer is going to be rooted in, well, it sounds like you need to really focus on some gratitude. Um, so that morning routine for me is very important. Coffee, devotional, gratitude, prayer, visualization. So, but remember, if you get anything out of this answer to this question, remember, is your day waking you up and forcing you to do things with its demands or are you waking up and taking control of it? So many times in life we get so, I feel like people ask me about being stuck or people ask me about um, feeling lazier. They, they ask me about, hey, what do I, what do I do next when I'm, when I'm suffering with this or plagued with that? A lot of times we crave control. We wish we had more control. Sometimes life feels like it's out of control. Sometimes we feel like we are out of control um, or certain aspects are, or certain things are out of our control. So putting systems in place, putting plans in place to make sure that you can take control, take ownership of your day, your week, your month, your job, your relationships, um, all of those different things. So make sure you take control of your day. Um, Sage.Mary, what advice best advice for a 20 year old? Um, great question. And I imagine, um, you were either asking this for a 20, 20 year old sage, or you are 20 years old and, um, 20 years old is a very interesting time. You're not quite a kid anymore. Truthfully, you're not quite an adult. Um, you know, I think we've put this number on, um, the trajectory of people's lives that 18, you're an adult. 18, you can enlist in the military. 18, you can do X, Y, and Z. Um, 18 is still very young. Um, you got your whole life ahead of you. I've got scar tissue, mold, uh, scar tissue older than all you 18-year-olds out there. Um, but with that comes a lot of wisdom. And also what I would say the best advice to a 20-year-old would be is have patience. Things are going to work out. Continue to work on yourself. Remember that a formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. It will make you happy. It will make you prosperous. It will make you levels above what you ever thought that you could accomplish or achieve. So continue to self-educate yourself. If you're watching this right now, obviously, you know the content that I put out. So you're obviously wanting to get a little bit of value from this or a little bit of nuggets. So you're already in the right, you're already in, headed in the right direction by even asking this question, Sage. Um, but remember, if you're 16 years old, up to 25 years old, even up to 30 years old, you know, listen to Gary V speaking to so many of these young people and not even that quote unquote young of people, some, some in, in their early thirties, you've got time. Be patient. Realize that brick by boring brick, you continue to build the life that you always wanted. It's only by the brick by boring brick that you continue to gain new levels of experience, new levels of increase new levels of promotion. Um, so show yourself the grace to show yourself the grace to not be exactly where you want to 
where you want to be today. I don't want to be where I am today. I want to, I got goals and aspirations and things and dreams and platform and, and people I want to reach and the impact that I want to make that is so much bigger than where I am today. Yet if I focus on just that, that I am quote unquote, feeling like I'm failing, then I'm just going to continue to hinder myself from getting to the next level. So sage.mary, the best advice I can give you is be patient. Things are going to work out. Remember the hard work eventually pays off. You just have to still be standing there ready to receive it when it does. Um, once again, kind of going back to the, the last question, I knew it was going to come up. Zamed, how do you handle procrastination? Remember we talked about gratitude. Um, there's going to be gratitude interwoven into this answer. Um, number one, Sao, um, or Soa, you are definitely um, not alone here. Everybody suffers from procrastination from time to time. Everybody has seasons of feeling lazy, feeling lethargic, feeling like either they have so much to do that the analysis paralysis makes them do nothing, or they are just a wandering generality and they're not a meaningful specific, meaning they don't know exactly who they are, what they want to be, who they want to be, and what they want to accomplish. Therefore, they have just been stuck with their feet in cinder blocks because they don't know who they be. They don't know who they who they want to become. They don't know what the essence of their passions are. So I guess the next, next question would be, how do you find that? I think that's the age old question. I think that's probably one of the, the greatest questions of all time, because if we all knew exactly who we wanted to be, what we wanted to do and what we wanted to have uh, at, at any given moment, at every given moment, then all of us would be a lot more happy. We'd all be a lot more successful. We'd all, we'd all be a lot more quote unquote further along. Um, but you guys have heard me maybe talk about this in the past where someone asked me, how, what do I do if I, do, if I feel stuck? Never underestimate the power of a season. Maybe this is a season of stuck for you. So uh, maybe this is a season of procrastination for you. Now, it doesn't need to be six months. It doesn't need to be a year. It doesn't mean need to be two years. You definitely need to take stock in and look at and recalibrate plan um, what your next step is, who you need to surround yourself by, what things you need to ingest, what you need to listen to, what you need to hear, what you need to watch, what you need to read. Um, the visualizations and the the castles and beautiful things that you want to build in your mind. Um, I think we get stuck in this season of procrastination because we are not operating from a position of gratitude either. So uh, I'm sure you have many things to feel grateful for. Wake up in the morning write those five things down that you are extremely grateful for the things that you would, the people you would take a bullet for the things that you would be devastated. If you lost the things that haven't happened yet, that you're thanking God in advance for and start there, start with the gratitude and you will then well up a different perspective of how to get to the next level. And once again, never underestimate the power of a season and maybe the power of your season is the power of procrastination so that SOA next week, next month can look back and say, I don't want to be that SOA anymore. 
I don't want to feel that way anymore. Maybe you feel lazy. Maybe you feel less than. Maybe you feel worthless. Maybe you feel depressed. Maybe you feel uh, unhappy. All these different negative emotions that we, we as humans fall into at certain times. Maybe you need to feel those things in order to become the man that you need to be. Because trust me, I look back and I think, I don't want to be that Michael anymore. The Michael that felt that way. The Michael that operated that way because of a thing that I was feeling. When I was looking at my relationships or I was looking at my career, I was looking at my platform. Show yourself some grace. Know that it's okay to feel the way that you are. Continue to plan. Continue to be grateful and good things will happen. Nick Parton, when will, you, when will you be back on the bus? Shout out to the boys. Shout out to Bustin' with the boys. Will Compton, Taylor Lewan. I'm sure I'll be back on the bus soon. Um, coincidentally, I'm here in my studio in Nashville. They are here in Nashville. Uh, the bus is here in town, so we're only a couple miles away. So yeah, we need, to make, we need to make something happen. We've actually kicked around some ideas about getting back on the bus and doing some things, maybe even watching some football games together, maybe even watching some fights together. I think there needs to be a, a boys, the Bustin' with the boys and a... MC collaboration. We'll, we'll make it happen sometime soon. Um, hey, Connor, you got a mic? Everybody knows Connor. Yeah, what up? There's Connor's voice. You guys can't see him on camera. But I had an interesting question come in from Javier Ochoa. Shout out to Javier. Javier, That's my boy. He knows um, we are friends. He wants to know what Connor's experience was behind the scenes at UFC 281. So, for, so to lay a little bit of context, so Connor... And I have been working together now for about six months or so. All the beautiful videos and editing and the reason that all this stuff is happening really is because I have surrounded myself by people who know a lot more about things than I do. Connor knows a lot more about this stuff than I do, and he is a master wizard. Uh, however, a completely new experience that he got to experience was he actually came to New York with me. Uh, we were doing behind the scenes footage for you for walk on fitness members exclusively. Um, so if you guys have not signed up for the walk on fitness app, do so now at walkonfit.com. all those behind the scenes footage episodes. I think we did like 12 episodes or there, something like that. But Connor was behind the scenes. Connor, what was it like to be behind the scenes at UFC 281? What's the first word or thought that pops into your mind? Um, I mean, it was definitely a pretty gnarly experience. I mean, I had never... Gnarly. I yeah. like it. Okay. I had never been to a UFC fight. I had never obviously been to a fight week. I've been in New York for two days before. Um, and one thing that I was telling my friends was that was crazy. I mean, not to like toot your horn too much, but just watching like we would go from you be you do some gnarly workout in the morning. You're obviously, you know, deprived on calories and water and just like struggling through getting through the week and then someone opens a door and you're immediately in front of 50 reporters and you have to be, you know, perfectly sharp, perfectly on it. Um, and then from that we go straight to, you know, you eat this tiny little meal and then it's straight into another workout and then it's straight into a, some sort of zoom interview. And it was just like nonstop all week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know how it is with like those reporters, if you say one thing wrong then they can, you know, turn it against you. And, yeah. um, just seeing like how like, sh like on, on sh like sharp, everything was all week. And then just like, I mean, how nonstop everything was all week. I thought it was pretty gnarly. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like it's, uh, and well, not to mention it was, this one was a big one too. And I told you that before we went, you know, sometimes you not to downplay any other city out there. Um, UFC always goes to, to great cities and big venues and big, uh, arenas and whatnot, but New York city is different. 
from mm-hmm. a media perspective, from an entertainment perspective. I mean, you know, if if you came to a reporter uh, or some big media organization or some big station, news station or whatever, and said, hey, you can only go to three events this year. There's one in, in LA, New York, Chicago, Miami, whatever. They're going to choose those big, big markets, you know? So it's very similar to that. New York City, there was going to be a lot of reporters. And then and, and then even then we did, uh, we did some behind the scenes stuff with GQ, um, GQ Sports. We did a couple other extra things that the UFC had us do. Max Kellerman on ESPN. Um, just seemed like there was all kinds of different things going on. Not to mention the actual job of working out cutting weight, water manipulation, as far as, you know, drinking water and also getting dehydrated a little bit supplementation. Oh, then you have to sleep. Oh yeah. And then you have to, you know, just stay. Then you also just have to rest. Yeah. There was very little rest, you know, or, or or sometimes it felt like there was four hours of rest and you're like, okay, this feels weird because there is so much rest because it's, we just spent the last eight hours doing nonstop workout, train, supplement, shower like all the other things you have to do hang up your hang up your sweaty workout gear like all that all that kind of stuff that's like oh i didn't know you had to do this like regular stuff as well you know yeah i mean it was just crazy too like i mean you and all the athletes go through the same thing i'm sure all week where it's just like like people get little glimpses of like oh i saw that he was working out in this hotel room doing this oh i saw that he was in this interview but it was like i felt like it was like 100 interviews all week and then you're also working out, you know, twice a day, all week. Um, I mean, and everyone's having to go through all that while also, you know, struggling to get down to a certain weight. Yeah. I just thought that, I mean, the whole week was gnarly and uh, I don't know if anyone will get to see like exactly what you go through. And then also not to mention the eight weeks before that, and then not to mention the all the weeks before that that you're still working on every day. It's, it's just, it's a lot gnarlier than I expected. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more nonstop or even like you said, just kind of to touch on something you said, it's people see a minute, a minute on a Instagram live or an Instagram video, or even our behind the scenes stuff. Those episodes were what, six minutes long, eight minutes long, nine, even a 10 minute long video shows only a minute or two of the workout. And then another minute of two of the workout. But from the time that we I'm getting ready for the workout, then a little bit of the warm up, then the actual workout, then like maybe sitting in the sauna or laying down, still sweating. It's like a two hour period of, of just, and you only have 24 hours in the day and you need to sleep eight hours of those days. So you're, is a, it was a constant, it was a constant, uh, trying to plan everything out because yeah, that's the one thing that you do. You go through two guys is you show up and the UFC says, Oh, Hey, by the way, I know you got to fight and you got to cut weight. I know Dustin Poirier, this world-class fighter out there wants to take your head off on Saturday night at the world's most iconic venue. But by the way, here's your schedule. And they hand you a schedule and you're looking at it and it's like, bam, 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 bam. It's like 120 things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, plus the weigh-ins plus the everything. Plus, like you said, just having to try to be mentally sharp. Number one, you know, I, I hope you got this sense as well. Number one, obviously I, I appreciate the sentiment of, Hey, you got to be cognitively on to make sure you're, you're there and you're present. You're good for the interviews, but also you want to be nice to the UFC staff. You want to be gracious whenever they have a scheduling error. You want to be gracious whenever I'm waiting to do my interview at 12 o'clock, but it's running 30 minutes behind because two or three other fighters were late, which we never are, right? How many times did I say Chandler's never late? Chandler's never late. And then how many times did the UFC staff say something to the effect of, 
I knew you weren't going to be late. You're always on time. Look at you. You're always on time. If anything, you're waiting. Remember, we sat there for like 25 minutes waiting while I ate a meal while somebody else was late and coming out of something else. And kind of just goes back to reputation, right? Do I think I have the best reputation? No, I'm sure there's people out there who, you know, dislike me, don't like me, don't like the way that I am. I get it. But, you know, you can never outrun a bad reputation. So guard that with your all your heart, especially with your employer. You know, you know, this we had a question about procrastination or other day I had a question about how, what do you do when you feel stuck or what do you do when, you know, you want to do something else, but you are have to focus on your nine to five right now. Always remember that being a good employee, showing up on time, controlling what you can control, doing the right thing, putting your best foot forward and having a good reputation within your organization is always not going to just get you promoted quicker, but also when it's time to make a leap and make a step outside of your organization to go somewhere else, you might even get a ringing endorsement from your your former employer into your new situation, which will then give you more disposable time to be able to work on your quote unquote side hustle, your passion or whatever. So, um, yeah, so cutting weight, being calorie deprived, water deprived, quite frankly, unhappy at times, you know, quite frankly, you know, because of the pressures of it and the pain of it and the inconvenience of it and, and just the pressure of it all. And every single thing feels like a pressure, you know, you put your shoes on, and it feels like there's pressure to put your shoes on. It's just a weird experience. So thank you, Javier, for asking that question. And we might even do a full-on interview sometime, me and you just sit down and talk about the behind the scenes. So kind of a a guy who's never fought before, a guy who's never, you ever trained MMA? Guy who's never really trained MMA. Don't You don't really follow the sport that much either. A little bit. I, I My first fight I ever watched was UFC 101. UFC 101. Yeah. Ninth grade. Um but, so, but besides that, like I, I wasn't super into the sport before we yeah. started working together. So. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it'd be a good, uh, be a, uh, cause you've seen, you've been able to peek, peek behind the curtain like nobody else has. Um, so it'd be, we, uh, we should look into that sometimes. So thank you, Javier, for asking that question. Um, veteran with a sign says, when are we going to kick it? Um, not exactly a, a great question to a- answer on here, but veteran with the sign, we've, uh, we've talked to you, uh, about cram as well. Uh, but we are definitely going to kick it. We want to get after it and thank you for the service to our country. Um, are you going to add some bag work drills to your app? I just started MMA nine months ago. So that's Paul underscore Brit. Am I going to add some bag work? Uh, maybe some MMA stuff, some grappling stuff, some wrestling stuff, all that kind of stuff. Yes, that is the goal. Uh, obviously right now it's, we are heavily focused on fitness, but I have seen numerous apps out there be extremely successful with BJJ and grappling technique seminar type of stuffs, uh, whether it be lives or whether it be a series, um, we could definitely do a lot of bag work stuff, boxing stuff. I mean, the, the good thing about walk on fitness, walkonfit.com, the good thing about it is it was built on a teaching platform. It was built from the ground up, built from scratch. So we had complete control of how it was, it was created and how much it's going to be able to expand. Uh, now with that being said, we're going to continue to focus on fitness for now. I do definitely think phase two, phase three will include mixed martial arts, will include boxing, will include some some grappling and some wrestling. No promises, no guarantees, but that is somewhat of the plan right now. Um, and it also makes a lot of sense because if you guys uh, if you guys tell me that that's what you guys want to learn from me, um, then we'll do it. Um, Landon Mori, how do you get out of a lazy mindset? Great question. 
We've all been there. Very similar to my answer earlier uh, when I talked about procrastination. Procrastination, laziness kind of go hand in hand. They are the same thing. Um, Once again, going back to gratitude. Landon, we've all been there. I don't say this. I'm not saying this directly to you because I'm maybe pointing this way, but I'm also pointing toward my direction because I've been in seasons of laziness. Uh, I've been in seasons of cloudiness, seasons of feeling like I'm less than. Uh, I think a lot of times when we feel lazy, it's because our self-image is struggling. It's because we are in a place where we don't think we deserve the next step. We don't think we deserve the next, uh, to be able to turn the corner to success. We don't feel like we deserve to shake that next hand. That could be the next catalyst to us making it to the next level. Um, and it all goes back to gratitude. What are the things in your life that you are extremely grateful for? As I said earlier, what are the things that you would absolutely be devastated if you lost? Who are the people that you would take a bullet for? What are the areas of your life that you say, this in my life is, is what I want people to talk about when they talk about me? You know, for me, it might be mixed martial arts. It might be that I'm a father and a husband. It might be my platform to be able to reach people. Um, I think all of those things are are things that I I want people to talk about. You know, I've always kind of said that mixed martial arts is my shiny object. You know, it's kind of the shiny object that I I shine in front of people's faces and they say, oh, I like that guy because of mixed martial arts. But then I want them to peel back the layers to say, well, I started following him because of mixed martial arts because he fights in a cage. But wait a second, I like what he talks about uh, mindset. I like what he talks about with his faith. I like what he talks about with his family, being a husband and really just finding the best versions of ourselves. So, uh, if you could take what I just kind of described in my own anecdotal feeling, um, really write down the things that you want to be, do, and have write down a plan of the five people, the five places, the five things, the five, uh, steps that you can take to get toward that next level and just writing them down or even just admitting that you need help will immediately cause a series of events to start churning out and start happening. Because once you admit that you need help, it starts to unlock the keys and so it starts to unlock the doors uh, to real change happening and real progress happening. I've had to do that many times in my life. Uh, Landon, you are uh, most likely a man. Um, and men have a problem asking for help. Um, let's be honest. We, as men, most of the time have promise or problems asking for help. So the best thing that you can do is ask for help, whether it be from a friend, whether it be from God, whether it be from the universe, whether it be from whoever or whatever it is that you look to as your source. Um, I feel like that's really helped me recently in the season that I've gone through in the last couple months, honestly, is just even asking for help or even praying for wisdom from God. James 1, 5, he who lacks wisdom, ask for it and the Lord, your God will give it abundantly. And, uh, just admitting that I think kind of opens the doors to just opening up your hands and realizing, Hey, I don't have the answers here. I need some help. So that's what I would say. Ask for help put a plan in place, start with gratitude every single morning, write down the five things that you are extremely thankful for, the people that you would take a bullet for, the things that you would, that you would really go to battle on a hill for. Um, is there still a chance, uh, cardio 305, I like that name, cardio 305. Is there still a chance for a second title fight? 
Yes, absolutely. I believe that, uh, you know, I think some of my answers recently, you know, people have heard me talk about Connor. They've heard me talk about George Masvidal just because I'm talking about these guys who are, you know, either fighting at 170 or not in the title picture at 155 doesn't mean that I'm not completely focused on becoming the lightweight champion. I still believe I can become the lightweight champion. I still believe at this point I'm ranked, you know, top five in the world. So therefore I'm still just one or two wins away, but every now and then when the circumstances are right and the opportunities are right and people are talking about it in this, what have you done for me lately business? Um, the lightweight division is going to be tied up for a little while. I am not that close to a title shot. Um, it's going to be a couple fights for sure. So if I needed to take a pit stop off and, uh, you know, off over to, to Conor McGregor fight land or George Masvidal BMF land, you know, People are asking for it. People are talking about it. So I might as well oblige and talk about it as well. So yes, there's definitely still a second title fight in the picture and I see it happening 2023, maybe 2024 at this point. Um, NRV 22602, what made you start fighting? Great question. I've spoken about this a lot. Uh, I was in college wrestling at the University of Missouri wrestled there for five years. I was absolutely in love with the sport of wrestling, never really focused on anything else besides that. Um, but two guys that I wrestled with Tyron Woodley, who was like my big brother and Ben Askren, who were like, who was like my big brother, both of them, obviously you guys, uh, if you don't know of them can look them up. Um, Tyron became a UFC, uh, the welterweight champion in the UFC, Ben Askren was the Bellator champion, won championships champion, and came over to the UFC as well. So both of those guys had great careers. Both of those guys had great records, had great success. Um, my junior year, I think going into my senior year, I kind of realized I wasn't going to continue wrestling after I got done with college wrestling. I wasn't going to be on the Olympic team. I wasn't going to make an Olympic team. I wasn't going to beat those guys. And quite frankly, I didn't really have a, a crazy strong passion for the sport of wrestling anymore. Um, so I figured I'd try mixed martial arts. I graduated in May of 2009, fought my first fight in August of 2009 with virtually zero training and, uh, won my first fight in August of 2009 and haven't looked back since. So that's how I got into it. Um, Bradley Barrow, walk on fitness app coming to Apple store soon. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, that's three question marks, and I will, will give you about 100,000 more question marks. I wish I knew, Bradley. Um, so yeah, so what Bradley is asking here, so right now, the Walk On Fitness app, walkonfit.com. You can go on there right now. You can sign up via walkonfit.com. You can also go to the Google Play Store. We are at Walk On Fitness on the Google Play Store if you are an Android user. So Google, Google Play, Android, they have approved us. Uh, right now, we're still going through the approval process with Apple. Apparently, it takes a lot longer to get approved via Apple than it does, uh, Android. Um, so I don't know yet, you know, so can, you know, currently we are, I guess, soft launched, if you will, because obviously not everybody, everybody can get access to the app. You just have to go to walkonfit.com, download the web-based version. We'll put a link to the bottom, uh, on the bottom of this video to it. Um, but unfortunately, iPhone users cannot have it as, as we stand today. It is December 6th. By the time this video goes up, who knows? But um, either way, turns out creating your own app from the ground up 
and then getting it approved via Apple or by Apple takes a little bit longer than expected. So thank you guys for your patience. The, the response thus far has really been awesome. There has been so many people who have, are getting value out of it. We are going to have a, a triangular approach to health and wellness the training programs through training, fitness, of course, nutrition, diet, supplementation to get your body right, and then mindset. Things like this, me on on the microphone talking directly to our members, whether it be Q&As, whether it be live Zoom calls, webinars. um, As I said, it was built on a teaching platform. So therefore, we will... uh, It'll have a, a teaching feel, a, a mastermind, masterclass type of feel. So check it out, walkonfit.com. Uh, if you are an iPhone user, go on the wait list right now. Just enter your information so we can make sure we send you the, uh, the update whenever we are approved. But Bradley, thank you for asking. M Hawks 11. What are your top recovery tips? Great question. Uh, I am currently in recovery mode right now. I fought a couple Fought a couple weeks ago and uh, I'm in recovery mode right now. Truthfully, taking a little bit of time off. You know, I don't like to take too much time off and not get workouts in, at least a walk, a bike. Um, I've been hitting my sauna a little bit. But when it comes to recovery, um, number one, roller. The one thing that you, you know, you have to schedule a massage. Sometimes you might not have access to a sauna, Uh, you might not have access to cryotherapy hyperbaric chambers. You might not have access to red light therapy. You might not have access to a bunch of things, but guarantee right now you can get on amazon.com right now, type in fitness roller or myofascial roller. You can find one for 10 bucks. Be on your roller every single day. Be on a lacrosse ball every single day. Use a uh, hyper ice guns. Use the hyper ice. I forget what the hypersphere, I think it's called uh, the ball that actually vibrates. Um, those self-care myofascial release tools. Uh, You have 24 hours in a day, the same amount of time that I have, the same amount of time that all your peers have. Um, So find five minutes, 10 minutes, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right before you go to bed, whether it's any time throughout the day, whether it's when when you take your lunch break at the office to get on your roller, get on your lacrosse ball, bring it with you, bring it to the gym with you, spend just five minutes hitting these certain areas where you're ailing and you might not fix it day one. You might not fix it day two, three, four, five, but the compounding effect of being on your roller, being on the lacrosse ball, uh, will really, really help your body stay loose, stay supple, stay flexible. Those other things that I, that I mentioned, I do have access to. I don't own many of those things. I do have a, a true light, red light therapy panels. I do have an infrared sauna at my house. Uh, I go to a place here in town called Arate that has a hyperbaric chamber. They also have a um, uh, hyperbaric chamber, sorry, hyperbaric chamber, cryotherapy chamber. Um, and they also have a red light bed. And then um, I try to get body work as well. My boy, Stephen Mason here at Revive Sports Recovery. Um, I try to see him once or twice, you know, once a week if I can. Um, or a couple times a month if I can. And then um, movement is medicine. Never underestimate the power of continuing to move, whether it be walking, jogging, being on a bike, whatever it may be. Um, so good question. Connor, how are we doing for time? We are at 39 minutes. 39 minutes. Okay, we'll take a couple more. <clears throat> this is a good question. Brock Shaw, B-R-O-C, Shaw 2. When you retire, do you plan on being completely done or do you want to eventually coach? Um, so when I retire, I do 
I do think I will be completely done with, uh, I mean, I'll still train mixed martial arts here and there. Um, obviously I'm not going to spar, uh, you know, I'm not really at that point in time, not that I won't want to every now and then maybe, but maybe do a little bit of grappling, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of hit and mitts, bag work, whatnot, depending on my situation, definitely be doing a lot of strength and conditioning and fitness and, and staying in shape. Um, I think I'll still want to compete at something, whether it be triathlons, whether it be marathons, whether it be, uh, Ironmans, Spartan races, whether it be CrossFit in the senior division, I don't know, something, you know, I think I'll still want to compete and do something, push myself towards something. Um, but as far as the sport of mixed martial arts and, and asking, will I eventually coach? The answer is no, I will definitely not coach mixed martial arts. I don't think, I mean, at least right now, as it stands right now, I have zero passion for it. I have zero inclination to want to do that. Um, not that I think it's a bad vocation, not that I think it's a bad career path or to think it's a bad, um, that there's anything negative surrounding it. I just don't think that's where my gifts are or my, where my passion is. I really don't, I really don't think my passions will be there. Honestly, this type of coaching, I have a lot more passion for, um, interviewing people, speaking on stages, hopefully, um, I think coaching from a standpoint of more mindset coaching or even, uh, even just understanding the business of mixed martial arts, almost in a consulting role, I could see myself doing that more than I would see myself going to a gym and holding pads for people and doing grappling practices and those kind of things. Um, as I said, nothing wrong with that. I think the life of a coach is, is, uh, is a selfless one. And I am so thankful for every single one of my coaches that I have. Uh, you know, there's a quote at our gym that says a coach will touch more people in one year than most people do in their entire lives. And it really is true. You know, I could sit here and close my eyes and think about all the coaches I've had. And I'm talking not Henry Hooft and Jason Stroud and and Kami Barzini and these guys recently, you know, not my, not even my coaches from when I was in, in San Diego or when I was in Arizona or when I was in Vegas or when I was even at Mizzou, I'm talking high school coaches. I'm talking middle school. I'm talking, I think about all these different people that God put into my life and they placed me right in the palm of his hand. And they had these coaches come in and at perf at perfectly timed different seasons of my life, these different coaches were beacons of light or hope or progress or joy, or they were exactly who I needed to be around at that exact moment. And they shaped and molded me into who I am. So, um, and I've got a great coaching staff right now. I love my coaches, uh, down in Florida. So, um, I don't think I will coach. So, um, that's that, but I will definitely be connected in mixed martial arts or the UFC, uh, in some type of fashion. So when and where can I get some workout apparel you wear already got the walk on hat German Moreno, nine, two, three, five. Uh, well, number one, you got the walk on hat. That's awesome. So for those of you that don't know, I did come out with a walk on hat with melon melon.com best hats on the planet. It's the the hat that I wear in every single workout. Um, we did sell out. I think we sold like 3000 of them in, uh, in a very short amount of time. So it was good. So we're actually working with melon right now to create another one. Uh, but as far as workout apparel goes, um, you guys can go to kiddangerous.com, K-I-D-D-A-N-G-E-R-O-U-S.com, kiddangerous.com. Go to shop, go to men, type in Michael Chandler. That's where all my walk-on gear is right now currently. Uh, we're also working on some walk-on fitness merch, um, walk-on fitness apparel that will be available through the app or through um, various uh, different ways. Um, 
you guys have seen me post about raw gear, uh, Bradley Martin's raw gear. Those are the shorts that I really like. Those are the shirts that I really like as well. Um, you guys see me, see me, see me in my monster socks. Unfortunately, those are only for athletes. So, uh, you can't get those monster socks anyway. Shoes. Um, I've been using the Under Armour Project Rocks a lot recently. I really, really like the PR4s. You guys have seen, if you guys are walk-on fitness members, you guys have seen me working out in my neon yellow PR4s. Um, those are probably my favorite shoes I've ever had. The PR5s, which is the next version, those are awesome as well. Uh, but I just haven't, with the timing of it, I just haven't had as much opportunity to train in those as much as I have the PR4s. And sometimes, um, you know, if you guys train every day or you guys train for long seasons, sometimes you just become a creature of habit. It's almost, for me, I've been, been using the PR4s and I got the PR5s and I've almost kind of just been wearing them in lifestyle. Like I'd be wearing them with these raw gear joggers and this outfit to just, you know, be living my life um, until I get them all sweaty and stuff because my PR4s have held up really well. They have really good ankle support. Um, and a nice deep wide uh, toe box so it's not scrunching up my toes. So I really like those shoes. So the hat, melon, raw gear, clothes, walk on, uh, apparel at kiddangerous.com, the PR4s by Project Rock. Um, and um, last but not least, underscore Mateo, Mateo Arata. What supplements do you use? Great question. Go to walkonfit.com. Sign up for Walk On Fitness. And not only do we have all of our workout programs, all of our dieting, all of our supplement lists, we have mindset as well. So my supplement list, um, you know, I, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a general free advice, okay? Spent the last 22 years of my life uh, tweaking things and working on things and training at a high level and supplementing and spending a ton of money, time, energy, resources on learning about all these different supplements. Um, so that's why we have, you know, continued to put it all into one place on the app. But I'd say the biggest, um, biggest supplements that I use, make sure you got a good multivitamin, a good fish oil with high omega-3s, th uh, omega DHA, EPA. And uh, if you train, make sure you, you are ingesting BCAAs. That's what I'll give you. That's what I'll give you, Mateo Arada. If you want the full supplement list, every single uh, supplement that I'm on right now, go to Walk On Fitness. Go to walkonfit.com. Um, but that does it for today. Um, as we said, as, as, you guys, uh, as you guys know, if you've been follow me on this journey for a while. You know, I like to bring value to you guys. So we'll try to continue with these walk-on wisdoms. Um, make sure you follow at walk-on fitness. Um, that is our uh, walk-on fitness handle here uh, or on Instagram uh, because that's where we'll be doing our Q and A's from. That's where I'll be, that's where I will be asking you guys to send in your questions. And then uh, eventually we will be going probably strictly on to walkonfit.com and on the actual app, the Walk On Fitness app. That's where we're going to really have a lot of our exclusive content. As I said, there's a lot of behind the scenes footage from UFC 281 that my man Connor put together um, that is only available and exclusively for Walk On Fitness members. So just remember guys, I'm I was at, I've been asked over the last 10 years, when am I coming out with my training programs? When am I coming out with my diets and my my uh, supplement lists and all these different things. And I've done nothing but try to bring value, bring value, bring value, give it away for free, give it away um, with no, uh, 
I guess with no ask on y'all's part. So uh, Walk On Fitness will be our, our place where we're really doing a lot of exclusive stuff, but we will continue to do a lot of exclusive stuff here on YouTube as well. So thank you for this time today. Be nice to somebody today. Keep working extremely hard. Remember, a man or woman will not be able to consistently perform in a manner that is inconsistent with the way that he or, sees, he or she sees themselves. So work on that mindset. Work on you. You deserve it. Someone's got to be the best. Why shouldn't it be you? God bless. I'll see you at the top.